Val Verde. Joe, own the Chiefs. Owns. 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 I don't know. Episode 20. This is show 213, and we are fired up to once again drop the fantasy goo, give you the knowledge. We're down to three football games in the 2015-2016 season, and uh, that's pretty amazing. So, as usual, dropping goo for you, along with me, is guys like Houdini. Across the way, I got Stag Party. I got Dogmatica to my right. I am D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And uh, in this show, we're going to start it out by talking briefly about the games um, from Saturday and Sunday of last weekend. Then we're going to go through some funny stuff that's uh, going around on Reddit right now uh, for some overtime type of concepts that can uh, people think could be a, a good way to change the current NFL structure for the overtime uh, decisions on winning games. And then we will obviously go into this weekend's uh, championship games. And the first one is obviously going to be the Patriots are going to be at the Broncos. And then you've got the Arizona Cardinals are going to be visiting um, Carolina Panthers. What's up, Dibs? What's going on? Yeah, we had a crazy sort of weekend. Some things happened like you thought they would. Some things didn't happen like you thought they would. And some Hail Marys just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even explain that, especially when like Jeff Janis was a goddamn DFS hero for everybody. Uh, two touchdowns for you. In addition to pulling down a Hail Mary that people were complaining about. Catch? No catch? It's like... Oh, it's, it's not a catch. You never have to roll the ball. But the ball never hit the fucking ground. We're like, <laughs> please shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, if there's one thing you know that is a catch, if the ball never hits the ground or uses the ground, it's a catch. Like, come, come on. Like, that's one thing we can all agree on. That's well, even more amazing if... Uh, well, let's talk about it when we get into the game, I suppose. Um, do you want to talk about that game first? Oh, well, should we go in order here? Sure. Okay, you want to start with Kansas City and uh, and New England? My biggest takeaway from that, and and the the biggest uh, enjoyment I got today, was in correlation to that was with the interview of Doug Peterson as the new head coach to Philadelphia, and the very first question he gets asked as he is at the podium, 
what were you guys thinking when it took you <laughs> all the time that you took off the clock? And would you have done anything differently? He's like, oh no, we were we were comfortable with what we were doing. They've been saying so, that all week. Like that was we were planning. That's what we wanted to do. You know, the old trying to leave not leave time on the clock. For oh, they you, were down. But you're down two you're touchdowns. Down two, you're, you're screwing yourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't want to give the ball back to Brady. You're gonna to have to give them the ball back regardless. So why wouldn't you? You know, and plus that they had the ball at what was it, the two yard line with about two minutes and uh, twenty nine seconds left or something like that. So and then it goes all the way down to a minute eighteen before they they finally punch it in the to the end zone. Well, they lost eighteen or so seconds from a play and didn't get a chance to use the two minute warning. Yeah, that was another blow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what are you guys doing? You got to run the play before that's that's. That's 101. That's coaching 101. A high school coach knows do your damnedest to get that two-minute warning as a timeout. Well, that's, that's, just that's a why the uh, the press conference in Philadelphia was so hilarious because why was Andy Reid gotten rid of in Philadelphia? What was the one thing that he had problems with? Time manage, time management and using how to, how to use your timeouts and how to use the end of the game to be a success. He always fell on his face. Here's case in point. He did it again. And they're hiring Peterson off of the Andy Reid coaching tree. Yeah. Do you know Doug Peterson actually called plays the entire second half of that game? So he called that entire drive. Uh, yeah, Andy Reid has let him call plays in both the last playoff games in the second half. So, yeah, you can pretty much blame everything that solely happened in this seven-minute touchdown series. Uh to Doug Peterson, and as an Eagles fan, that's got to be an exciting thing for you. <laughs> Hi, McCracken. Dunlop, you suck cock. All I can get. And then, you know, sort of build, building off that, you know, your plan is to what? Recover an onside kick that happens 13% of the time? And that's including ones that are surprise onside kicks. So you got to think the actual rate of a team. You know, when everybody knows an onside kick is about to happen, the actual rate is like mm, 2.5%. Here's the worst part, though. You still had three timeouts. So why weren't you trying to score as quickly as you can and then have the benefit of, you know, God forbid you give up a, a big play on the first play. You still have your timeouts that you'll get the ball back with some time. When you only allow one minute left in the game, you're, you're counting on we have to make three stops right now. Your logic is just flawed in that whole sort of game calling, planning, play calls. Everything that just sort of happened in that series was re- regrettable. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. KC is KC. All right? If they were a, a scoring giant, it might have been a different game in the first place. Can't expect them to score two touchdowns in that quick of a time when they've never done it. Ever. Okay, so things what <laughs> I had no Macklin. What what I have basically what I basically learned out of this game is that Brandon LaFell sucks. He's just an awful, awful receiver. <laughs> and, and, and Niall Davis is even worse. Okay, and Niall Davis is just wow, there's there's a reason why that guy just does not get the ball. No matter how talented and athletically gifted he is, that guy just drops everything. And I mean, what a terrible fumble to that to commit at that point. Anyway. Uh, that's what I learned off this game. Everything else was par for the course. Tom Brady does what he does. Alex Smith is actually a lot better than people think. Um, Mac- Macklin is uh, just an injury-prone guy who's really good, and it's too bad. Uh, Gronk is a, a, just a 
Dominator. And Edelman can't catch a pass for more than 10 yards. Edelman, what, 10 catches, 100 yards, but still, he what, he dropped four or five? Oh, yeah. Early on, it was ugly early on. Early on, it's just like, dude, catch the first game back. I agree. I agree. It happens. But it, he had a lot of catches on the season. But at the end of the day, Edelman, when he's in there and he's back on the field, it is a oh, totally different dyna- dynamic uh, situation for that offense. Um, yeah, because they, here's how they run routes. Hey, Gronk, you take it out. And hey, Edelman, you take the slant. And one of you is going to be open. Or, and that's how or, they, or, or, or vice that. versa. And that's how they run their entire fucking offense. Yeah. That's all it is. And... Uh, I heard John Clayton talking today about how this is sort of a Mike Leach uh, air raid offense from from Texas Tech and Washington State, and you know a lot of his variations in play calling and you know Josh McDaniels how they did it is they they watched Wes Welker at Texas Tech. That's how they sort of built this you know short passing game, and that's God, awesome. it, it's worked for him. Yep, that's awesome. Does uh, do they uh, berate? The players at practice and put them in sheds. I don't know. Who's like, the player? Who's the player's son that was? Bill Sims? No, not Sims. Was oh, Sims? come on. Oh, it was. It was, uh, it was the guy oh. with the with the with the neckties. Necktie um, guy. Necktie guy that uh, hates Tebow. Uh, Hodges. It was Hodges' son. Oh, Merrill Hodges. Merrill Hodges' son got just berated by Leach and got him fired. <laughs> Because uh, I hate Hodges. Uh, one thing I will say... That's, <laughs> I haven't that's a, seen him very much lately. They, they put him over... He's like on the NFL Insiders. They like, they like do like little snippets off to him in the corner. He's, he's pretty boring. Um, he's like the Skip Bayless... He's like if Skip Bayless had played a sport, he's, the, he's, he's him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, yes. He's not as he's not as uh, demonstrative and just trying to get people to go, but he's that style. The one thing I'd say about this, with going on to your Jeremy Macklin, I'm worried for him in one reason because in the previous week, him crying after he got injured and he had a twisted ankle and he was able to play shows me that he's worried for the worst and he's always worried about injuring and he's not. It just scares me a little bit when you saw that. And when you saw him crying, you're like, "Oh, poor guy," you know, whatever. And then you find out it's like he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any major structural in- injury. It, 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 his psyche is already is already locked in on that. He's when he gets a big hit that he's going to get injured, and that scares me a little bit for for him. As he's a great player, but just imagine what he could be if he had. D Rose, D Rose. Yeah. Like, think about it. it's the opposite of Gronkowski. I mean, Gronkowski, no one's gone through more of these just injuries and rehabilitations. And when that guy goes out, it's still just a gronk, gronk. And the last thing I'll say is Gronk has, remember how I said I thought that the Crabtree had the best hands in the league? I think Gronk's got the best hands in the league. It's, that guy. They're up there. I mean, he does catch pretty much everything that's ever thrown his way. He's just, the thing is, what people don't know, we've talked about it before, this guy's just it's, it's smart as Smart could be. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's the weirdest thing Football to say smart. about it. Yes. Football smart. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's not the easiest Party thing smart. to do. Party smart. I am so smart. S M R T. S M O T. Smart. I'm smart. I tell you, smart. Um, no, but still, you think it's easy to learn that playbook? You know how many players have just been jettisoned from that team because they can't learn that playbook? And supposedly he learned it like that. And has never made a mistake on the field with it. I mean, that's so. I mean, that's hearsay, but still, I mean, that's when you never learn anything else from the University of Arizona except for pool parties. You have a lot of room for playbooks. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I wish I, wish I, I was a that couple smart. friends who <laughs> maybe not be too happy you said that, but yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, at least it's not Arizona State. <laughs> at least that's their slogan. That's it. Yeah. One quick question on that, not a fantasy football thing, but uh, Eric Berry is a free agent this offseason. Is it a no-brainer that they re-sign him, or does he take his newfound glory story and uh, recovering, think, and does he go take the biggest paycheck if it's somewhere else? He's the heart and soul of the team. They stuck by him through everything. I think there's, it's a no-brainer that he's back. The yeah, line, I okay, think he man. stays there. Um, another little thing that, that uh, I wouldn't mind mentioning about the, the Patriots, not many people know who he is, even though he's like a, he's a five-time All-Pro. Uh, Matthew Slater, mostly he's just a kind of a speed guy, he's a special teams guy who keeps making them. He got injured in the game on Saturday, uh, colliding with one of the photographers uh, on the sideline. I don't know what your guys take on it, but I hate it. I hate the fact that that, and it's happened plenty of times where players get injured because a photographer's so close to the goddamn field of play. I mean, it's, the thing is that the field of play isn't just the field of play. That's why there isn't out of bounds. You don't like hit an invisible wall right there and bounce back in bounds. They got to be far enough away where you're not injuring players by sitting there, uh, you know, taking pictures. Give me, I mean, give me the a sound break. guys <laughs> over there. The guy holding the yardstick. Remember, I forget the guy. There was a big time player about 15, 20 years ago that got his just annihilated because the guy didn't drop the side marker in time, and he ran into it and just totally mangled his knee on the thing. There's so many people over there. Even Reggie Bush. There's those there's those tracks around there where you're running, and he's suing uh, Detroit because uh, he injured his knee on the track. Yeah. The, the, material they put in the middle of the field where everyone's standing over the grass it's slippery it's yeah. like it's like uh it's like a it plastic is. thing you see guys when they're coming up and they're still running they're like slipping on was like why, why are you putting that there just keep the grass yeah, there why should i have to go to a new substance so the players that aren't even running on the sideline so the are like yeah there. are like feeling a little more comfortable or their feet it's there's a lot of like uh, all the money, mines, landmines around there, Absolutely. and it's worse in basketball. I mean, the this, the, the, the guys in basketball that are right, right underneath you, literally. I mean, right Jordan, there. when you're watching some of his in some of his most insane dunks, same with LeBron, they're like landing, and they gotta like look where so they don't twist their ankle, and they're like getting t- untangled. I mean, it's right there where you land. It's How amazing terrible. is it that? With all those basketball players doing that, that none of them have had, like torn out their, blown out their knee, trying to avoid a photographer. Or well, the worst that happened was with Paul George recently, oh, right. but that was just because they had the the bottom part was in too close. But I've heard I've, I've heard of groins being torn and stuff like that because of the track thing that you you know slipping yeah. on that and you're I mean you, you slip like in a Seven Eleven that's just been mopped. I, I hurt my groin. You know? <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesus, he's freaking. If you've gone through what Tony Romo has gone through, yeah. you wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you little. Hey, dykes. Hey, you little dykes. <laughs> oh, so I just, I just want to mention that because it does bum me out with all the money that's in the NFL. You know what? Build something around there where people can take their cameras. Can shoot from t- seven miles away and and see the mole on a kid's freaking toe. You know, it doesn't. You don't have to be that freaking close. Build something along the side there where you could put the photographers up in there, and it's uh, taken care of. That's fine. Dog's yeah, foot got, fetish. Dog's fit foot fetish came out in the yeah, wrong way. Go. They've they've got lenses that are twice as long as their cameras are wide now. True. It's ridiculous. Like you don't think they can get a good photo? Yeah, it's, it's fucking unreal. Well. Hey, Red! Red! Let me 
just say to him? I told him his wife was a dyke. No. Yeah. Jesus Christ, no wonder he flipped his lid. Anybody call my old lady a dyke, I'd go fucking bananas. His wife is a dyke. Jesus Christ, poor fucking guy. Does that make him a fag? <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> Slapshot in the mix. The best. One of the best. The, the best sports movie of all time. I agree. Yeah. I know. I right know. There. You've heard of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, seen okay. Slapshot a couple times. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, last thing I'd say going into uh, about this game, unless you guys got more to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Steven Jackson... Uh, can he get anything going, or is he just garbage? Uh, there's just no running game on this team this well, let's year. Talk about, we'll talk about New England when we get to the next uh, the Fair game enough. this week. Fair enough. The last thing I'll say for next season is uh, Keyshawn Martin. Is that his name? Calvin? Keyshawn, Keyshawn. Martin. Keyshawn. Is this guy say, someone we should be, because LFL is so crappy, and no, we haven't dealt with? Uh, is he someone that we could, be in the offseason, that we care just, about? He's small. He, he's a smallish kid who doesn't quite have the... Um, Here's what you want. He's a slot receiver, and he's going to play backup to Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola, and he's not very good. If if one of those two guys is gone, then yeah, I mean, Martin's somebody to watch for because of the, the amount of injuries that seem to happen in that position somebody, yeah. for them. But I mean, Martin's. A, I mean, he's also a good special teamer. He can also do punt returns and kickoff returns. He was a specialist at uh, Michigan State uh, back in the day. So yeah, he's somebody to watch for in terms of that. But in terms of a, a regular receiver job, I would say probably not. Well, should we go and talk about one of the great football games of all time in uh, the playoffs and that second game there on Saturday and that Green Bay, um, no, Arizona? We'll skip it. But yeah, let's not talk about it. I'll just talk, tell you a little bit about the grass situation there and then we'll move on. Uh, talk about this one, guys. That game was just awesome. Start, start her up, boys. I, I, it wasn't a very great game. I hated all of it. And then suddenly, fourth quarter happened. And, yeah, it got a little exciting. But just the things that were going on early in the game. And Carson Palmer driving down the field and then throwing ugly interceptions. And his finger, uh, you know, hurting from apparently being inside someone. That's, yeah, just, that's just a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a dyke. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a got your dyke. finger out of the dyke. <laughs> uh, but his just ability—he didn't look like he could control and spin the ball, and he didn't look like he had much zip and accuracy as he has all season. He just didn't look great, and then they got a little bit of pressure on him, and just didn't really look all like it was all together. And they sort of looked like that, you know. A couple weeks in a row now, unfortunately. The last time they played Seattle, they didn't look great. And Oh, boy, you got to come out here against this Panthers team that you know is going to come out hot. But just the way they played last week was, it didn't, you well, know, when answer you're, when any you're, questions. When you're getting a, a tipped pass that gets caught for a touchdown, uh, you're getting, you know, they had a lot of things still fall their way. Uh, and then it all comes down to the, the ridiculous overtime uh, this game will will be remembered for the the flip that didn't flip. There there are certain players that you always have to question: is that luck or is there something else involved? Aaron Rodgers is one of them. James Jones, not a single target, not a catch, nothing. Randall Cobb, an almost catch that didn't happen, goes out in the first quarter. You're gone. You're out. Devontae Adams, <laughs> Cobb, and no James Jones. And they came back and almost won that game. I don't care how it was done. 
there's something to be said for the fact that it was Aaron Rodgers running that thing, and it happened. And didn't you know, too, I mean, I'm watching that game, and I was with it, I had a bunch of people over, and... And I'm going. He's gonna. It, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. Packers are gonna win this game. He's gonna. He's gonna get the, the score here. And then he throws the hail mary. I'm like, and, and everyone's like, which no. one? Which hail mary are you yeah. talking yeah, about? Right, right. The first one on fourth and twenty when he's standing in his end zone, and the second one, like, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. My mom was blowing up my phone. But yeah, <laughs> she was freaking. Anyway, so Jeremy, I got an early flight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you stay up too late now. My, my miles. Actually, they wouldn't take my miles. I had to pick had her up to... the next day. I'm not kidding. She, she, she wasn't there. I had to go pick her up the airport the next day. Uh, <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, by the way, just to talk about something I you, you haven't seen it probably, but the post I did on Facebook this afternoon, with the man, you see the one with the Manning and the Roids? No. Uh, check it out. You'll no. like it. Is it the forehead? Well, you'll like it. I'll oh, like okay. it. Um, I'll check it out. Uh-oh. Jesus! How about Larry Fitzgerald steroids. just able to dominate? You know, whenever asked of him, just able to get open late and overtime, and you know, whenever they wanted to get the ball moving, Larry Fitzgerald was the man. Well, that was also really surprising because Larry Fitzgerald had had seen his stats really dramatically fall off in the last six, seven weeks of the season when we actually saw Michael Floyd take a, a much bigger role in the offense. And he was, I think Floyd had five 100-yard games in the last seven games played. So, you know, and then all of a sudden Floyd, what did he have, three catches but the two touchdowns? Yeah. So, you know, going into this week, though, it'll be interesting because then you're going to have, where's the matchup of, of Norm, uh, you know, Josh Norman going to well, go. The thing is, Larry Fitzgerald plays the slot, yeah. and Josh Norman doesn't play the slot, so Larry Fitzgerald looks good. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to probably be on Floyd. That would be my guess. I think it would be a waste of, I don't want to say a waste of Norman's talents to, to put him on Fitz, but I think he'd be better served on Floyd. Um, you want to keep this game enclosed within, a, you know, t- hopefully a 20-yard radius. If you start letting the top being take off, taken off by by Floyd and by Brown, you know, it's, that's just too much. You I, the thing least... is, I think they can. They're slow everywhere else. It's true. I, I mean, the, the Packers were able to take shots against this, you know, sort of team, and, you know, everybody could sort of take shots on the Panthers. Like... These receivers are going to be very, very good. Jermaine like, Curse had the, the game of his yeah, life. You yeah. know? <laughs> I, mean, I guess we'll talk about that a little later when we get to the games. But you know, Larry Fitzgerald, just impressive. He's one of the best postseason receivers ever. Yeah. I mean, got to remember that run he had back with Kurt Warner when oh, he yeah. pretty much set every record oh, for yeah. a receiver in the world on fire. And um, in that Super Bowl, that one play, oh that my God. he would have brought him back he in. Been the he would have been the MVP the the Yeah, that one... That one crazy play by Santonio Holmes doesn't happen. Uh, well, let's let's move on just so that we don't spend too much of this show uh, talking about the rearview mirror should, stuff. Should we, is, should we talk about the the ideas for? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about yeah. this over because this is what this game yeah. is. It's, it's about the so overtime, obviously. Well, first the, off, it's the clip the flip that didn't happen, right? So everybody wants to either correct that they want you know. Rock, paper, scissors to be played, or they want, you know, the home team to get the ball first, or they want, you know, some sort of bullshit to make it more fair, so it's not just, you know, decided by a coin flip, even though every game is. The three of you guys, you put one thing, you're out of this game. I run a clean game here, I have any trouble, I'll suspend. I'm looking at a fucking song! <laughs> 
Uh, we run a clean overtime here. Well, you know, <laughs> also they say Rodgers in the last three games, he's done these heroics to get him in. He doesn't even touch the ball in the overtime. So everyone's like, this is bogus. Didn't we just change these rules two or three years ago? Yeah. Um, so, but I do agree. There are some funny ones. Before we get into the funny ones, um, I will say what I think is not a funny one, but actually a good um, a good call. To, why not just play a full overtime? Injuries. What if it's still tied? No, but nobody plays a full overtime in any sport. Then you do. Then you do this whatever we're going to talk about. Then you put Will Fork on a trampoline. <laughs> it's inter- it's the same thing with hockey. It's the same. I mean, I think in the playoffs maybe they should keep playing. It's like they do in, in hockey in the playoffs. They they just keep playing until somebody scores. Exactly. That's just the way it is. In the playoffs, playoffs. They maybe just keep playing. That's fine with me. During the season, you got to cut it because that's just too much wear and tear on these guys. They, I mean, they're opposed to moving up from 16 games, even though the league would have loved to have made it 18 at one point. Uh, they're very opposed to that. So. I just thought of something, though, now. Now, in hockey, you, you, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, you know, the face-off. So somebody gets to win. The whole thing with what they're trying to do with the, with the, with the uh, if somebody kicks a field goal, you get another shot. But if you get a touchdown, is ever, everyone used, in the old rules and still, because we're talking about it now, the coin flip is such a huge bearing on the winner of the game that they're trying to. So I guess just a straight out over overtime for as long until somebody wins still doesn't help that because the person who flips gets the coin. Gets a coin. The analytics with the with the field goal. The analytics don't say that. I mean, Bill Belichick was technically right when he picked to not take the ball, uh, even if you have Tom Brady against the Jets a couple weeks ago. Uh, remember, there's the big hoopla yeah. about that. That was Slater, the guy yeah, who got injured. Slater, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, the analytics say that the team who gets the ball first in today's overtime rules doesn't typically score. So yeah, well, it's because they're usually starting from their t- from their own twenty, yeah. right? And then when you get the punt, uh, then so punt, you're usually starting it's probably better than your own twenty. Yeah, and all you need is a field goal then to win. Yes. Yep. I mean, you, know, you have to. That's what the numbers are saying. So yeah. So. Let's go to... Gotta play good defense to start. <laughs> on Reddit, there's a, a funny thread that's, uh, that, that was started uh, a day yesterday. And it's called, What's Your Crazy OT Idea? So reddit.com, uh, you can find What's Your Crazy OT idea, uh, idea, or you can just search it on Google, um, and you'll be able to find this piece. Uh, there are some real good ones. Uh, you want me to mention one, or you guys want to start spitting them out? Go for it. All right. The w- one that I thought was pretty uh, funny is, you do a field goal... Shootout, so you just do a shootout, field goals, and then uh, then to make it interesting, you put a trampoline in the end zone, uh, so you can have one player try to block it, but they must do it in their team mascot costume. <laughs> so you gotta have one of your players in the team mascot. I mean, why does well just have no, some the mascots team mascot. have a better chance than others, though? See, here, here's my thing: Houdini's league would give points for it. It would. Yes. <laughs> We would. You need to like be drafted. Like guys, I need some advice. I'm really <laughs> thinking about going for this. Or do I want to have the uh, the, uh, the Buffalo Bill? <laughs> tough, to, tough to jump in a big slice of cheese. I mean, if you're a Packer fan, I assume that that guy is probably a piece of cheese instead of a big pack of something. I don't know. They pack, you know. Pack. By the end of the game, when it's in overtime, it's cheese curds. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure good. Uh, so someone comments on it, and then we'll, we'll talk about this one for a little bit because there's some great comments. Uh, the, somebody sub comments and goes, 
But one, one. But I would love to see this. The guy blocking must be the heaviest person on the team. <laughs> so then the next person goes, I would pay big money to watch Vince Wilfork on a trampoline <laughs> trying to block a field goal. <laughs> and then the next guy, and I'm done with this one. Oh, God. The ACLs. <laughs> oh, God. That's true. So, and the next one is coaches race from end zone to end zone. And you can just imagine the comments on this about Andy Reid, of course, and Mike McCarthy and Bruce Arians versus Mike McCarthy and who could possibly win that one? Could you only imagine? Uh, And then one person had the uh, one person said, "Oh yeah, by the way, Bruce Arians used to be a running quarterback at Virginia Tech." And, <laughs> you know what I think of? Fun- and I looked up his stats. It's true. When oh I think, when I think of like the coaches running, I think of when it was the old referee and Charles Barkley that were doing the, yeah, the, the race, and then Barkley was beating him, and then he fell on his ass right at the end. Hilarious. He would. Dick Bavetta was with Dick yeah, Bavetta. Bavetta. Oh. Well, we won't bring up the Tomlin comments because we're not going to bring it there. But there are some other. Yeah, you know, not even. Who would there. you take to win this? If if you could pick any coach in the league, who? Who would be your guy to sort of take it down? I'll take Adam Gase right now. Ooh. Give me the young legs. <laughs> That's a good question. This, the, the young legs definitely. I would. I would. I think I would gotta go. And there's a lot of love in this piece for him, but I still gotta take Harbaugh, dude. There's just something about Harbaugh that tells me that that guy would go up that line and be like, he's probably in good shape. Probably he, he he's just too competitive. I think he would probably. Did you ever watch that. his brother uh, when he was a quarterback run? He ran okay, but. Well, I'm not saying his brother. I'm saying him. I know. I'm his saying brother's still saying, a coach. I'm saying, He's one I'm, of the saying, I'm, saying he, I'm saying that Jim probably ran better than than uh, than John. So. What about what about um what about the coach um for the Jets? Uh, Todd Bowles? Bowles. He's a big dude. I don't know. He's too big. He's just a big dude. I, I, Mike McCarthy. It's a no-brainer. I, yeah. t- I take Belichick every day. <laughs> There's strategy. There's one way or another that guy's winning. <laughs> Well, there was a there was a rude comment, but it was true. It was like uh, I think Denver would be screwed because their coach had a heart attack walking into the locker room two years ago. Kubiak <laughs> versus Pagano. Oh God! How about Pagano. how about some of the other funny ones that were uh, uh, Andy Leg and Chicken Chick Turkey Legs? Oh yeah! <laughs> after five yards. Uh, well, yeah, basically, other- Andy Reid would make it to the seven yard line and then demand a turkey leg for his effort. <laughs> Somebody get me a Diet Coke. <laughs> there would be ambulances in the end zones waiting. Just waiting, to, you know, when do we got to go get the guy dropped at the 50? Reed, all those guys. Oh boy. I got a I got a good I got a good solution. What is it? Squares. And I'll t- and I'll explain this. You do square. You know everybody does like the Super Bowl pools yeah. with the squares and everything. Give you all 50 squares to one team, fifty squares, the other team. All right. Well, whatever the score so, is, whatever, whatever is, the square? is at the end, you. I mean, if that's a tie score at the end, you know, either that team gets the ball first. That's a good way to determine instead of the coin flip, or um, maybe that's. Uh, I don't know the way to determine. I don't know if you know that the other team has zero zero. You're not going to go for a tie at the end of the game. Well, no. It would you know, not you're going to go for the two point. No, conversion. no, no, because the squares would not be revealed until 
overtime has happened. Oh, and then it becomes yeah. an extra production thing that the NFL can be like, here comes the squares. Here's the here's the board. No, let's drop in the numbers. Who fucking kill me now? That would kill be me that now. would be if you lost a game and you were like giving it to them in the overtime and then you lost because you you didn't have your square, you you'd kill everyone. <laughs> I do like it to determine uh who gets the ball. But what do you think the real question is, everybody now thinks both teams should have a chance to possess the ball. So, you know, they go down, they run down the field, they score. Aaron Rodgers gets a chance to answer. Is that something you think's quality television? Is it something you guys want to see? Or is it like, hey, how long does this go for? You want to know Forever. what? Because then it becomes college football overtime. Well, almost, but you're still... And that's still, what people are but, wanting. They're no. wanting to figure out a way to get it more like that. But like you want to know what? I'll tell you this. From a, from a fantasy standpoint, I hate that. Because you know how many stats get padded because you went to five overtimes because no one can stop anybody inside the 35-yard line in college yeah. football? It's ridiculous. It, it those those are two totally different things. Those are two totally different things. College football and the other team getting a possession are totally different. Yeah. Because you're taking into account field position of special teams. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's also... College football pretty much disregards fucking kickoff and yeah, kick return just, after... You get the ball, 25-yard line. Period. Everybody wants... I think everybody still wants to make that part of the game. The rules that they have now are fine for regular season. I think in the playoffs, like they do, like we were discussing earlier, in hockey, they go until... It's until somebody scores. You know, in, in in actual NFL, in the playoffs, they should go to the end of the quarter. If it's still tied, you keep going to another quarter. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh, sudden death. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think you should pay it. And that's in there. There's another good one here that's uh, that I like that would really be good TV. And that's uh, have the cheerleaders fight each other. That would be a good way to... What about to, the teams that don't have cheerleaders? Well, every team would have to get cheerleaders. Cheerleader, bikini, cat fight, battle royale is basically the overtime. Um, I like that one. That one's good. Um, Players would enjoy that, too. I'll say, here's I'll another I'll one. Philadelphia. Like, I fucked that one. I fucked that one. I fucked that one. Here's another one. Have the two fattest guys on each team engage in a gladiatorial, uh, gladiatorial combat. All right. What about rap battle? Who would you like to see? I mean, <laughs> some of these guys think they have rap careers. Like, is it a, is it a, a keep to leave an inspiring rapper? Like, some of them think they have basketball careers. Why don't we just bring in mobile <laughs> basketball hoops and do free throw shooting contests? I'm taking the Seahawks. <laughs> superstars, yeah. superstars competition. There you go. I like that. Maybe here's, here's, here's oh here's yeah, what you do. Steve Smith will you not do, retire. You do, you do a superstars competition the day before. And whoever wins will get the the uh, the ball first, or whatever like, it is. Kind of like the uh, All Star game for baseball. Sure, the home that, run. That, right, that, right. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. you get like this, home field advantage? It, it, this time it counts. So this is a good one. Require all backup players to play in place of the starters in OT. Ugh. <laughs> That's some ugly fucking football. It sure would be. I don't even know if there's enough depth on these teams to officially do that with the way they do things in today's NFL. Oklahoma drill. Oh, put yeah, the ball. Talk. Put the ball. There was one that they would put the ball at the fifty yard line. Have uh, twelve guys on each uh, goal line, and you run it. And then basically, it's a, it's like a free for all rugby style. Whoever can get it across their end zone first wins. That's kind of dope. That sounds like that Jerry Glanville uh, pigskin football. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that the other week. <laughs> well, that's a good. Any any other ones? I say we move on to the uh, Sunday's games um, and get rolling on. To that, we good? Cool. Uh, yep. How about the team that uh, has 
spent the most money on their players loses. I like I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, OC, good call, buddy. Uh, OC is our guy. He's our uh, Reddit uh, lover. And um, he tracked this one down. He's like, you guys should mention this on the show. So, pretty sweet. Good stuff. I read through it and all the comments. And uh, minusing all the stupid racist bullshit, it's a pretty awesome. Let's go to the next game, Sunday. Uh, the first game that day. <coughs> Ugh. A cough and a sneeze <laughs> wow. in one show. Um, all right, let's go to the other game, and that is the Carolina. Wasn't that the Seattle game was first? Yeah, Seattle game was first, then the Pittsburgh-Denver game. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the Carolina game. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you watched the first couple minutes, right? Like, well, it was Carolina first half, and then it was the Seattle second half. Good hey. job. Oh, wins win. I agree, but that always that, it's crazy that you could have such a great start and even Cam everyone's like, Oh, we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to figure out how to get it going again. It's like you just won a game and they feel like they're gonna have to re get the, their mojo for uh the championship. Here's game. one idea, don't decelerate. It's a good theory. The you coach know? said he wasn't. Oh see? You, you okay. Could, you could look at the play calling and they, they were. I mean it was it just became very lackluster. They weren't trying to 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 pull anything creative and, and to to make big plays. It just they were just bland. They're trying not to lose. Yeah. Like, think you already got it in the bag, and then boom. But yeah, Jonathan Stewart using that field to his advantage in the first play of the game, trotting for fifty nine yards, and then uh, penetrating the veil with the four yard touchdown. That's a pretty nice start to the, his fantasy owners' days. Yeah, absolutely. How about how about the fact that now we can talk about for Seattle here because you know the uh, Marshawn Lynch free agent what twenty yards on six. He's carries. still got another year on his deal. Calm down. He hasn't officially been cut. There, he's he done. is he's, still he's cut. super pissed about last he's year's Super Bowl. There's that no way, there's no way that he's in on the that playoffs. Team. He's not on the team. They're gonna get rid of him. I mean, great, but he's still got another deal. So why are we talking about it right now? Like. One thing I'm talking about him the helmet that he broke. He destroyed uh, Roman Harper's. He was showing his helmet after the game. He's like, he cracked Roman Harper's helmet trying to tackle him. It's like, yeah, this was on a play trying to tackle Beast Mode. Right here, like underneath the ear part. It's like, this guy's such a, he's a tank. Crazy. Well, Russell Wilson, I mean, again, it was a tale of two halves. Um, it was atrocious to start the game. That interception uh, to Keekley, what are you doing? It's unreal. Uh, it's, that, that was just trying to do too much. I mean, he was being he was being pressured like crazy and just uh, it, he was trying to do too much. But in classic Russell Wilson fashion, I mean, he was outstanding in that second half. What he was doing, it was just I was like, oh no way! You got to be kidding me! He's going to do it again. So, Again? <laughs> After watching what he did last year at Green Bay? If yeah, he, he did, did, I would have been crying like he was crying in Green Bay last year. Instead, I was laughing at the meme that you sent out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, who's, uh, who's pick six is yeah. that? Who's, who's pick six is that, Russell? Who's pick With six Mac is that? One? That's Russell Wilson's pick six. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, so the best pick six is still the, the, the jersey on that chick we saw. <laughs> the Cutler jersey. <laughs> yeah. Number six. Pick, pick this six. Name, pick six. Yeah. Russell anyway. Wilson, 366 yards, three TDs. Those two interceptions got the best of him. Yeah, I agree. He looked like crap that first half. Uh, last thing I'll say about this side was the, maybe they, them playing uh, Future. Uh, in the pre warm ups on loop, you guys hear about that. So he's dating Sierra, 
Russell Wilson used to be Future, the rapper that Johnny Manziel can't stop partying to and getting videos. So basically, before the game in in Carolina, they had Future playing on repeat the whole pregame. Pretty dope. Hey, yeah, and, and he basically has said Wilson said they're not. He's told the the audio guy at um, um, whatever, uh, Carolina, the, whatever no where the Seattle plays um, that they're not allowed to play any future music there. Well, then everybody, really? yeah. every stadium that he goes to, they yeah. should always be playing future music. Absolutely, I think the they will be. From moving forward, I think there's uh, those, those sound then, guys will unite. And then and then Russell Wilson gets a new commercial, and you can tell everybody. Beats and I don't hear you. I don't. It's Bose. Bose. Oh, I I would have said Beats too. <laughs> um, well, Curse had a nice game, but they're gone. Thank God. The Legion of Bitches are not going to be in the Super Bowl. Thank God. In the, right, listen, at least I, the championship, but not the good. Super Bowl. Just hate those fuckers. See you later, bitches. That, that, that's what, that's the my last takeaway was how great it was to watch that first half, just sitting back and laughing at how they were just getting worked all over the field. So nice. I, I will say that I mean these guys aren't a dynasty by any means. They've had you know a, a good run here, and I just I don't see them dying off. You know I think no that they'll still be right there next year, and it's, I mean they got they're. I just want to throw this out there. They do have great fans, all right? Their fans are very loyal, very uh, very into everything, you know, not just not just in the games and in the game settings and, in you know, in the stadium and stuff, but in general, you know, just uh, voice-wise, they, they're outspoken. I mean, they really they really love their football. They love their team. Uh, they're, they, I don't know. Some would argue it's, it's the biggest bandwagon franchise in all sports. Wouldn't but I don't disagree, and I, I think... They're better off that they're out now than if they had gone to the Super Bowl and either won it or lost because we know what happens on how your team gets ripped apart when you go that deep. So they're not going anywhere. We're also, even if, if Beast Mode's gone, Rawls will step right in. Obviously, Wilson is on another level. He's an elite elite talent. That Baldwin's defense is ridiculous. A, a, a yeah, Baldwin's forward. great now. You got Lockett, who's only going to get better. Lockett's ridiculous. ridiculous. And Curse is a good, bigger-bodied... Oh, and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham come back. They he, should be pretty good. At be good. They need to make moves on their offensive, offensive line, line, and they know period. it. Especially when you have your left tackle leaving. They got one of their best, you know. Is he gone? Is he going to be gone? O- 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 Kong is. They're not going to fork it up for him. I, I doubt it. I, I just don't know if they have the cash. Yeah, I mean, you got Russell Wilson still starting. You got you know Richard Sherman getting paid. Earl Thomas getting paid. Cam Chancellor getting so they paid. Bobby draft. Wagner getting paid. They got a draft. They just have to draft as many awesome guys. Who did? Or how they're going to? <laughs> as soon as he pays me, <laughs> we all want to get. We all want Nuna to get paid. Shit. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Pay Nuna, and Nuna then pays you. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, I mean they've just got so many quality pieces, especially on that defense that they're not going anywhere. You know, the up front still got Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill, and they've got guys. They're rotating in new guys like Frank Clark's. You know, becoming an integral part of their defense. Let's talk about they, the they've Pan- got pieces everywhere. We'll talk Let's about talk about the Panthers quickly here for a second. There's really nothing to talk about because we're going to keep talking well, about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll next talk game. about them when we get to them. Uh... Jonathan Stewart just showed up early and often. Cool. Let's uh, let's let that's it for uh, the, the divisional games. Well, no, you still got Pittsburgh. Oh, that's that right. Shit. Okay, glad we brought Bruce through that one. I was hoping that we were done there. So basically, <laughs> let's just, let's just basically talk about Pittsburgh here because yep. closing out Pittsburgh, and then we're going to talk about all these other teams. In the other, in Undermanned. The other game. 
undermanned, yet they still make a game out of it because that's what that's what they do. Martavis Bryant, how 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 good did he look in that game? Top fifteen receiver next season. As long as he doesn't get his ass suspended. (laughs) 16 games? uh, Definitely a top 15 receiver, if you ask me. Um, Maybe. I'm sorry, I got to throw this out there. Is there any chance in hell at all that you would think that Ben Roethlisberger and Peyton Manning would be in a game and not a single touchdown thrown (laughs) or an interception? No. 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 (laughs) Just throwing that out there. Anyway, go on. It was. Uh, it did look nice for. I mean, in all honesty, it was Toussaint that fumbled, right? If Toussaint yeah. doesn't fumble, they, they win yeah. this game, which is just yeah. brutes magoots. You know, it, well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is. It, it, it looks was, a lot was, better for him. Do you think it was a conspiracy to set up Brady versus Manning one more time? No, not really. I okay. hope so. The four teams that won. The four teams that won didn't have a single fumble. I'll just throw that out there too. And they're all home teams. Yeah. Turnovers, they make a big difference, and when you can hold on to that ball a little bit better, it makes a, it makes a difference. Every game was seven points or less. So, I mean, that's, it wow. is a huge thing. That's pretty huge. Well, let's not talk about this much more. I think, you know, we're just as we're just waiting for Bell to get back, and obviously we know Brown's going to be fine. That was but Sammy Coates can play, too. Yeah. You know, well, he, the thing is, it's so much easier to play when you don't have to worry about having to carry the load and do more than what your capabilities are. And Sammy Coates, as we know, when we watched all the the Underwear Olympics, this was a guy that was dropping a lot of passes. Oh, for sure. A lot of passes. And so it also helps, do you get a good quarterback that, that can throw you the ball? Because the one thing that Coates was able to do is he was able to, to run decent routes and get open, but then it's just the drops. Yeah. So... Um, you know, but it's also nice too. I mean, they're they're going to have nice depth at their wide receiver position. For sure, they've you're got a ton have, of depth. Right, a ton of depth. You're you're going to be. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do with D'Angelo Williams. I mean, at his age or whatever, I think you've got the swan song season out of him. So you're going to need to probably get another back in there. You know? He got signed on a couple year deal. I'm pretty sure here. Yeah, but I I don't know. I I think if you're looking at what the truth of this league is, I don't know. You know, D'Angelo has not had a heavy workload in his past three seasons, and this this year he got a, a, a much heavier workload. I'll be honest, man. If they go into next season with their t- complete situation as is, I, I think with, with Bell and Williams, and even with the Tucson uh, Todman on the team, I think they're fine. There. I agree. I think they're yeah. absolutely fine. They have so, so much depth at receiver. Yeah. I mean, they even have a, a, a decent up-and-coming um, you know, tight end to, to, to speak. Uh, Jesse James. You know, that, kid's, that kid can play. So I mean, they got a, their offense is just fine going forward. They We're just also got a fucking up. Defense. We're also fucking up and not talking about their offensive line, which is among the best in football. Yeah, of course. So, like, just all like, they need is defensive help on that team. And they, they need help. Thick of it is the fuck, I don't want them to have any help on defense. Yeah, let them have <laughs> their they defense can continue points. to suck dick. Fantasy points. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm more concerned about you know the plethora of weapons. Just can Big Ben stay healthy? Because if Big Ben's healthy, the rest of this offense is going to be, you know, very, very good. Oh yeah, plain and simple, absolutely. I mean, when Martavis Bryant leads the team in rushing and receiving in the same game, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no bueno. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Uh, I said, I tweeted it the other day, um, at last weekend after we were watching that that first round game. Um, 
He looks like he's, of all the players, he's so fluid when he's running out there after the catch with the ball in his hands. He looks like he's uh, surfing a wave. Like, in the way he goes in and out of people and goes forward and then comes backward but then can still make it. It's just, when that guy's got the ball in his hands, it is... It is uh, Who announced it's, that game, it's, though? It's, it's Tecmo-esque. Was that Phil Sims again? I don't know. He, oh, my God, he, he looks exactly like Randy Moss. Yeah. And I'm like... Shut up, Phil. Phil, shut it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Phil, but whoever was saying it was, you know, dropped dropped some, you some do big pre- names. You do a pretty good uh, uh, Phil Sims. Nice work. I mean, oh my god, you know, just leave awkward silences. Uh, he's I, I'd almost rather listen to Joe Buck than Phil Sims at this point. But, well, do, you, do you listen or look at him with the beard? That's the question. Ugh. Well, speaking of the beard too. Okay, look at the other talent you got at CBS. You have Dan Fouts, who's always been a tremendous. Not good. Yeah. He's <laughs> remember when he was on? Remember when he was on Monday Night Football? Yeah, with Dan Deardorf. No, was it with you, Dennis Miller? I think it was. Wasn't it Dan Deardorf? No, maybe you're right. He might have been. Yeah. He might it have might been, been with Deardorf too. Yeah. It might have been. It might have been Miller. I thought he was with Vincent Val. Val. Gloves off. Stick down. No warning. He challenged the Chiefs. Call us names. Call us names. Dave's the killer. Yeah, yeah. Dave's the killer. He's a mess. <laughs> Dave's the mess. Dave's the killer. All right, well, let's not talk too much about the Broncos, if at all. C.J. Right. Anderson keeps coming up with some big plays. Peyton Manning, I thought, looked pretty But he uh, doesn't get a ton enough carries. I agree, but I think they uh, don't they have to start changing that? Because I feel like Hillman's always botching the plays. Well, in the in the second half of the season, I want to say like they have about the same amount of yardage, but... I think Anderson's done it on like 100 carries, and it's been like 170 carries or 180 carries for Hillman to get there. Yeah. Uh, Hillman, uh, he's just, I don't know, man. He, he, he could break off one here and there, but uh, if he doesn't, he is at best marginal. I mean, 16 for 38 in, the, in that game against Pittsburgh, that's just unacceptable. He's literally like a three-yard-per-carry player unless he breaks one. Yeah. Like Period. every carry he seems to have, three yards. Three yards. Like, you're watching the game. You can literally see him pick up three yards on every single carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is fucking awful if anybody hits him. He is one of the worst running backs in the league after contact. Like, seeing him try and hit the hole is, and, you know, plow through somebody is a joke. He's good at pass protection. But that's, but listen, but this is why C.J. Anderson, remember, when they met the last time, when it was Brock Osweiler under center, it was C.J. Anderson who ran all over uh, New England it was that was in like the the snow had a nice day too, yeah. But I mean, CJ did run all over him. But I mean, Hillman had a nice day too. I expect them to go back to the uh, to the same. It was 113 game. yards for CJ Anderson in that game. That was that was uh, a big run in overtime. Yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 his stats were completely inflated if you just look at it uh, at the box score. He had a big run in overtime, but besides that, he was yeah, he was okay. Hillman was the room. The real true lead runner in that game. 14 for 59 with a touchdown. I mean, it's, you know, nothing outstanding. A little over four yards of carry. And he got his touchdown, though. And CJ, when he put it to it, though, I mean, he did have that big run. But 15 for 113 and two touchdowns, yeah, along yeah. with four catches on four targets for 40 yards. You got it done. You got it done. And I, I don't know. I, I do trust CJ to do a little bit more with that ball. 
uh, in his hands than, than I do Hillman at, at this point. He's just got a little bit more. He fumbles. He more. looks like he's more of a fumbler, though. What's his name? I dropped the pass. Of he, he's still making some bones. Which at, ones? Uh, he does. He did, uh, CJ, who's the bigger fumbler? I think CJ. They're both awful. They're both. They are. They're <laughs> they both, both are. are. But, but I think. But I think CJ Anderson. He's. He, wasn't it last week that he fumbled right to basically start the game? No. Couple, no, maybe, that was... Uh, maybe that was the end of the season. Yeah, that was the end of the season. So it's, let's move on. Keep, let's move on and go to these other games because we're, we're getting a little long-winded. I, I thought we were we're, we're talking to the other yeah, games. Yeah, we're talking oh, about Denver, New England. We are talking about... Good. Amen. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were saying... Amen. Amen. Well, why are we talking about last, we're talking about last week's games? So let's talk about the, the matchup. No, we were just... That, we were talking that, about, we were talking about the running backs and what they did against New England when they met earlier this year. All right. Fair I, know where you, I know where your mind's at. Used all that gorgeous match in FLA. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Here's the thing I, I want to know about this offense. You know, what's Bill Belichick going to do? Because that's all that matters to me. He's going to load the box against this run game. Because Peyton Manning looked okay. I mean, and that's that might be putting it good. Like, that might be giving him some props. Well, what he did in that first game was he basically... He, what he normally does is he tries to take the one player he thinks that can beat his team out of the game. And that was Demarius. Yep. Demarius had, what, 13 targets and one catch. One catch. That's pretty insane. I expect him to try and do at least somewhat of the same thing with that, but maybe put one more extra guy in the box to uh, to stop that running game. I think that, I don't know, I, you know what, in, if those guys don't break big runs, I don't think that running game wins. The game. I still think that Manning's going to have to do something oh, yeah. a little bit special with those receivers, uh, and maybe even a tight end's got to be thrown in the mix somewhere with, with this uh, for them to beat uh, the Patriots. Because the Patriots will strategize on offense one way or another. It'll be dink and dunk. They'll just do that all down the field all day long, and they'll get their points. You know, and Denver will stop them here and there. And they did put a hurt on them, even though New England was really banged up during that game, uh, for that game that they met earlier in, what was that, week 12? They were pretty banged up. They didn't have their full squad. But still, Denver's defense can be beaten if you go underneath and just dink and dunk on them. That's what I expect them to do. Well, and, and that's what they do all the time anyway. But the other fact that you're looking at here is, again, what's most important? Who's going to win the turnover battle, right? Now, are we forgetting that Peyton Manning, while not playing all the games that he didn't play, did he still led the league in interceptions? Yeah, was he tied? For or was the, he tied for the league? Yeah, it was like, like that, yeah. Uh, way, and so. had he had he completed all the games on the pace that he was on, it was a you know, put putting to to into doubt uh, you know, uh, or, or breaking or, records, breaking records as far as like yeah, well the fifty five touchdowns and then have like the well, could have been like forty interceptions on the on the season. <laughs> Would have been ridiculous. Well, so, you missed six games, right? Yeah, with six, the, games. Uh, six games. Six games. He had seventeen interceptions. Bortles at eighteen. How many? Well, how he, many was pace, he was on pace. He was on Bortles pace. had twenty-six more touchdown passes. Right, but he was also on pace. I think his worst in his ever it was the pace for be the worst in his career. Again, I can't speak right now. It was like twenty-eight was uh, the worst I think he's had in his career early in his career. Manning, yeah, that yeah. first year was just. Uh, the, the, the best stat of the weekend that I, that I just keep hearing over and over is that Tom Brady has more touchdown passes in Denver than Peyton Manning this season. That's <laughs> good God! It's three to one for Tom Brady to Peyton Manning. Is that right? He's yes. got Peyton Manning's got one touchdown at, at home. At, at home, all season. 
one touchdown and eight interceptions, I believe. That's unbelievable. Uh, that is unbelievable. So wow. you you tell me you think they're gonna try and take Demarius out of the game. I don't think so. I think they just load the box and say, prove it. And until they do, yeah, you know, I think they stack the box. They play Malcolm Butler on Demarius Thomas, and then it's and like, just hey, attack, just attack, just attack. Yeah, Ooh, but, I don't know. I mean, I don't I, know because I'll tell you why. Because one thing the man could still do, he could still throw that. Uh, that well, quick out, you know, that quick uh, uh, wide receiver screen type. Great. Thing. And that is something Little. that Demaryius Thomas excels at. Especially, very much but so. But also because if you're stacking the box, now you have a safety that potentially is brought in and you hit on that quick screen and then yeah, it goes dude, for you can't just yards. Do that. that would be a mistake. If I would right. run cover one all day. Wow. Prove it. Be- be- because okay. I... Yeah. I- I can do things. I, I can do things with my outside linebackers, and I have them shoot to the screen and then come in on a pass rush. I'm like, interested. Sure, go ahead. There, there's plenty of different ways you could change your cover one formations, and just hey, if they want to throw screens all day, per, he, how many is he going to break? If he breaks one, does that win them the game? Do they score enough points by you letting them break one big screen? Because they are going to need this run game to be efficient and gain four yards. Because they do not want fucking Peyton Manning out there trying to chuck it around. Because he did not look good. His rapport with the receivers did not look good. Their ability to catch his ducks did not look good. Nothing looked you know great out there last week. But the other problem is that you know if you're stacking the box and you're doing all this. I mean, the Patriots don't bring pressure with their front four. So they always have to kind of, you know, you got to bring in, it's got to be Jamie Collins coming in from the outside. They, they blitz Hightower. They, they, they were third they, in the league in sacks, and it was mostly Chandler Jones. Right. Yeah, but they're, they're a little bit more banged up now. I mean, they got a lot of that stuff early, Early, remember. It was, they, the second half of the season, they were hardly, they were not getting a lot of pressure. I mean, look, this is where you, you look at how they were struggling down the stretch. They, they were not, you know, uh, what did, uh, Okay, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> but the fact, I'm just saying, I don't see them, unless they're, they're having to bring extra guys, and then, again, it goes to your prove-it point, because, but Manning is smart enough to be able to take advantage of it. All he's got to do is hit a guy 15 to 20 yards down the field, and Emmanuel Sanders and Harris Thomas can do it. Yes, he can throw a 20 yards downfield. <laughs> Did you see the thing going 20 yards down the field, end over end? Like, it wasn't impressive. <laughs> no, no, you're right, it wasn't. But I did see it uh, uh, that last week of the year when he came into that second half. I saw him throw a bullet about 35, 40 yards across the field. That was awesome to watch. And I was so extremely surprised. I, I, I couldn't believe that that was Manning who made that throw. Okay. I believe me, because I'm with you. You, you better hope I'm there so- is zero win. <laughs> you're hoping for zero win in Denver. <laughs> well, it's not just the well. At least he has the altitude, so that ball hang up in the air a little bit longer. So, well, I guess that makes it even worse than to have a wobbly duck in the thin air, where it should be easier to throw the ball. Yeah, well, at least you won't underthrow him by ten yards. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it I might get say, there. I would say that uh, Vegas agrees with your points here because they're do- they're the underdog at home. They have the better record. Manning's only lost like four games or so in his three uh, or four seasons. The spread? I don't even know. Yeah, they're they're the, un- the three Patri- and a half. Patriots are favored. Checking right um, So uh, you know Manning's won twenty, gone twenty eight and four in four seasons uh, at home there in the Mile High, and they're underdogs. They had a better record. Uh, so Jesus, imagine where this game would be at if uh, the Patriots had to craft their pants at, down the stretch. 
and were they were in Foxborough, this game would be a, a big, big spread. Reg, that reminds me. I was coaching in Omaha in 1948, and Eddie Shore sends me this guy that's a terrible masturbator, you know, couldn't control himself. Well, he would get deliberate penalties so he could get into the penalty box all by himself and damned if he wouldn't. <laughs> so are you guys, any of you guys taking Denver in this game? I've, I am. And if so, tell me why. Like, besides the defense, just tell me why their offense is going to score enough points to beat Tom Brady. That, I'm sorry, but first of all, uh, that... New England defense uh, offense only scored twenty seven. Uh, only twenty seven. Only twenty seven. Hey, well, hey, Denver <laughs> scored thirty on the New England defense the first time they played. That's uh, thirty. Who was the quarterback? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do I mean? Do you, do you really think that Osweiler could lead them to more points than Manning can in a playoff game situation? Right yes, now? you really do. Because he can throw the ball. I completely believe in an ability to stretch the defense very His poise, his, his understanding of, uh, of Belichick, first of all, defense. His understanding of all the different things that are going to be thrown at him. I think that Manny is going to under, would understand it way more than Osweiler would. Here, here's exactly what I would do. I would go back as Bill Belichick. I would watch the, uh, the Super Bowl two years ago, Denver versus Seattle. And I would play the same cover one that they did. And just let everybody do their jobs. And that's all he's going to ask of them. You know, you beat up on the receivers a little bit. They don't like getting tossed around. Emmanuel Sanders does not like getting beat around on the line. He does not like getting pressed. Demarius Thomas doesn't really like it either, even though he's got, you know, a bigger body to get off of it. Yeah, you know they're going to throw the screens. That's just something you have to live with. But how many of those screens are they going to be able to break that's going to score them enough points to win the game if you take away this run game? One thing they did last game that I, I don't know if I was expecting, I kind of was expecting, but uh, they did it more than I thought, is they threw them all out there. They threw all those receivers out there. And they do have some talented, lesser-known receivers. Uh, uh, Benny Fowler is actually a, a pretty darn good receiver. I, I hate to say it, I'm a homer on him, of course. He went to Michigan State. But I watched him at Michigan State. He's not a bad receiver at all. He's actually a good big body out there that can catch some passes. Uh, Norwood is not that bad either. Jordan Norwood, he's got some quicks to him. Uh, and Andre Caldwell, who used to be the third receiver there, at least knows the offense in and out, who can get out there and do some, do some damage. I'm not going to say that they're going to play the biggest part, but the fact of the matter is, is that if they start throwing four or five receiver sets... Belichick's going to have to think of something completely different because he can't just stack a box anymore. It's going to be a whole different story. Well, if you're not going to give me a running back, I'm, yeah, I'm going to call it a different defense. <laughs> well, let me... Let me uh, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Here, here's my slant on it. I look at the the, the Patriots and I think, look at the, the fact that what did they do last week? Did they How many times did they run the ball in the first 15 plays? Was it one? Yeah. You know, they don't trust their running game. So now that puts all the pressure. So this is where I'm looking at that as a negative. I think they ran the under ten times the whole game. Yeah, it was. It, they did not. They just weren't going to run. Six so to Steven, I don't Jackson, think. That, and like I, three I can't imagine that they're going to sit here like, and go into this game going into Denver, where you really, as a road team, a road to victory is usually being able to run on the road and impose your will and stay on the field and and keep them off the field. I don't, you know, this is where it's all going to be, like you said, it's going to be the dink and dunk. They're just going to be going short passing, short passing, short passing. So this is where I say this game lies so much on the shoulders of Tom Brady. You know, whereas for for Denver, 
You have Peyton Manning, who the, the benefit for, for, for Tom Brady, though, is that Peyton Manning, they're running uh, into an off, with an offense that really wants to be run-oriented, right? They want to establish the run, and they just want to have Peyton Manning be the smart game manager, call the right audibles at the right time, make, one, make two to three big plays in the game, and we're going to let our defense do the rest. Well, what that also tells me is that they're not going to run away from the Patriots, no matter any which way you slice how this game can be played. It's going to be close. But I can make an argument and a game plan where I can see Tom Brady getting, you know, maybe it's Gronkowski or some sort of matchup that he's able to exploit, and then he's just hitting that button, hitting that button, and now... Uh, the Denver's going to be playing behind from 10, 14, 17 points. And at that point in time, there's no way it's that you can possible. tell me that I can that I will trust Peyton Manning leading them back to victory. So I will say this, because you picked the Chiefs last week. Are you just anti-Tom Brady and just trying to <laughs> eliminate New England here every round? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 the, but yes, I am. But I don't think, as you pointed out last week, and I think it's another big point this week, it's not so much that it's on Tom Brady, it's on that offensive line. Oh, yeah. And Denver is almost completely fully healthy at this point. All the big guys are back, and they're raring to go, and they're just fine. They all practice today. Uh, where I, I can't wait to see what happens in this game, to be honest, because they are going to go after Brady like bananas. And Man, Brady's going to have... Like a second and a half, and that's what it's going to be dink and dunk. Yeah. That's fine, but it's going to be man hard coverage. It's going to be bump. Marijuana is legal in, in Colorado. It's dink and dunk. Well, I'll tell you what, it should be dink and dunk, and I'll tell you what, that the, the uh, Patriots should start smoking some of that when they get there to open up their lungs so that they can get adjusted to the altitude a lot faster. Because I will tell you what, for all the years of watching playoff football and home games for Denver in the playoffs, the altitude plays a factor. And you, you see these guys always, you know, because it, especially now at this time of year when it's, I mean, what, I don't know what the temperature is going to be. It's going to be like in the 30s most likely. It's supposed to be a nice one. No, nothing, nothing too, nothing too uh, crazy. Control, yeah. Okay, but but like in the, but not warm. I mean, we're not talking in the forties or fifties, yeah. right? But they don't care about the temperature. But it's They're, the breathing, and you see, you always see these guys sucking on those oxygen masks every so time. Who, and, and, who this this gonna, and this is where and this is where eight degrees, forty eight, really. Yeah, possible rain. Huh. Who do you think? Well, at forty, it's like in the midday. But when they're playing, I'm what taking, time are they playing? I'm, the second game? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be an afternoon it's game. The first game. They're, 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 they're not I'm not talking spread or anything. Yeah. Tom Brady. I'm, I'm taking 40s. Tom Brady and the Patriots to win this game because I trust him to lead drives. I can't trust Peyton Manning to lead a drive. Let's remember here. Who, do you, who are you? Who are you taking? New England. Who are you taking? I'm taking Denver. And I'm not even talking about spread. Just straight up, you're taking straight Denver. Straight up, I'm taking Denver. Okay. The thing was, New England jumped out early in that game. got to remember, they were up, what, 21 nothing, And then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, then the run game got going a little bit. You know, are they? But that's because they're also running out of, you know, regular formations. Brock's under center. Mm-hmm. It's a different run game with, you know, these guys behind in the shotgun. But it... It worked a little bit with C.J. Anderson last week, but is it going to work the same against the Patriots? That's the thing I worry about. Like, I just worry about them being able to impose their will on the run game. Because if they get nothing from their run game, if, if say if they rush for 75 yards on 16 carries between both running backs, you think they're going to win? Like, they have to get 125 yards rushing to win this game. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. they got to have the same game plan that they beat them with. 
Exactly. The first time I liked your point, Houdini, that if the Patriots are able to get a, a lead, an early lead on them, it's, I think that the wheels probably fall off. And maybe they're going to have to pull Manning because if they need to make this an aerial Great attack, point. they're going to have to say, you know. And I think Manning's still got enough of a gun. I don't think it's as bad as, as, as Stag Party is, is laying it out. But it hasn't doesn't look pretty. And um, we'll see. The same way that the... the, the, the Broncos are going to be bringing it for Brady, and that can get him off his rails, and that can get him flustered, and that can get him pissed. Uh, the same, you know, Belichick is going to be running that same kind of thing. Like, let's get Bra- let's get uh, Manning a little bit uneasy back there. The old timer making him think he's going to get hit, and that's going to make him duck arm these throws a little bit. So it's going to be a huge, huge, huge game to see what happens. I'm in. I I will take the Patriots as well. It's just Brady, I think having the Gronk, having the Edelman back, I think. I think he can tear up the defense, even though they're so friggin' amazing. Um, and I like Belichick in any game situation. Here's the thing. Basically, the way the Broncos were able to beat them was running to the outside. Yeah. They, they, they rushed eight times for 90 yards. Scored all three of their touchdowns to the outside, getting around the edges. So, I, I just think they're going to scheme it differently. Like, you just run a little more outside. Uh, I don't remember. I have a feeling like Jamie Collins missed this game. And I... I gotta go back and look at that, but I just don't know if the Patriots were at full strength. And this is one of those, you know, you know who wasn't out there was, you know, Legarrette Blunt. I think that was the game he was injured in uh, yeah, against I don't know. the Broncos. I don't even know if he was actually in that game. Well, yeah, he did he play right. nine for twenty-seven, but I think he was injured right in the middle. And then the game plan sort of changed, and that's one of the reasons they were able to catch up. Was it? Uh, that might have been the game actually. Actually, that he might have been injured. What happens when Ward takes it into himself and says, "You know what? I'm just going to lay out Edelman. I don't, I, I don't care. Throw me out of the game. Throw, throw me out of the league. I just want this guy gone." <laughs> I got, I got nothing for, I got nothing for headhunters. All right, I don't, I don't have repercussions right, for headhunters. <laughs> I won't enjoy it. I will enjoy it. You won't enjoy it. I will enjoy it. I Here's will a question: enjoy it. If Peyton Manning loses this game, is this his last game as a professional football player? No chance. There's I, no chance he goes out losing his last game. I hope so. No way. He, he just doesn't have it. The, the, I, the fear is this. He may not think that it's over, but I think that John Elway at that point in time will say, it's been a great run, but we're done. We're There's married. no chance he's back on the Broncos. Yeah, he's not even back on the Broncos. There's no chance this is his well, last game. But but where There's would no he go? He's, he's not... He's they're not starting next season with the There's Patriots. No chance he's losing this game. I'm telling you right oh now. Oh my lord! It is Denver. By the way, on the fantasy pros thing last week, did you pick Kansas City or or the Patriots? I did end up taking Kansas City. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was it a six right. point spread. You, I mean, you said I, you said, is there points, anyone right. that we should that we want to collaboratively? And I I said pick who you think is going to win. And I, I thought you'd take KC. Just double checking. Um, okay. I couldn't even find that piece on the on the friggin' site. I, was I know. I don't know where they, the hell they, they, they yeah, dug that one away. Um, all right, we got anything else to say on this game? Anyone going to be uh, anything else? All right, let's go to the other game. One thing worth mentioning, um, this is the first time since 2004 that all the number one seeds have uh, made it into the championship since 04? game. 04? 04. It's been that long? Yeah. That ones and twos? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, crazy. It's all ones. Yeah, these no, are the ones and twos. Ones, ones and twos, twos yeah. 
Can't be all ones. Can't be all ones. This is not the NCAA bracketology. We got all the four seeds. Amen. Midwest region. The last time this happened, though, the Patriots did win the Super Bowl, and they beat. You know, that was the that was the Owens. That was the Owens and. And in McNabb year, Owens. What was their What was their seed that year? Were they a, a one or a two that year? Who two? New England. Probably a two, right? No, I think that was that. That was their second of a of a of a two in a row. No, if, if that was 04? Yeah. yeah. No, they, I think they were one for sure. Yeah. That was the year I think that they were. Yeah, it was like fifteen one or something like that. No, that was the 07 season that they almost almost went undefeated. No. Fifteen and one. Fifteen and one regular season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the, the undefeated they, season they lost in the, in the yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. No. So let's, season, the undefeated regular. Let's season. talk about the game I really care about. <laughs> <laughs> this this is you guys know I like the Patriots, but I'm rooting for whoever wins this one to win the Super Bowl. I want Larry to get one, or I want friggin' Cam to get one, and. uh both these franchises deserve one hell of a lot more than the Patriots do. That's for sure. But don't you think that these are the two best teams left in the playoffs? I mean, not yes. only that you're rooting for them, but I mean, yeah. they're they're the two best teams, most complete offense and defense. Yep. Both of these teams. Yep. And special teams. Three phases of the game. Strangely, I think they both get beat by both the AFC teams. I really do. I don't say you're wrong. But, but next week, if you're I, wrong on New England, I'm going to say you're wrong. <laughs> I, I, I just I think that the Denver defense would be able to take care of those two teams, and Shouldn't I think that, that Belichick would be able to take care of those two teams. Was, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, but, go on. But how they stack up this this week? I mean, Carolina. Carolina's got a dominant defense and a dominant power run game, and. Last time, remember these guys played as soon as last year's playoffs. the The offense for Arizona was a little bit different because there was some guy not under center, but the pieces are essentially the same everywhere else. You know, Ted Ginn played on the other side last year, but but the rest of it, it's exactly the same minus what Kelvin Benjamin. There's very few differing pieces than this last playoff. Patrick matchup. Peterson was not nearly the same player. Yeah, that, that, that's true. It's a, I mean, that's a very big factor. Um, they didn't have David. There was no David Johnson. They um, had I mean, Honey Badger. I mean, that's, I, that's, I don't think they did. I thought he got injured again last year. Did he? Yeah. Honey yeah, Badger's I mean, been I mean, a little yeah, bit injury prone. I think he was, there was something wrong with him last year, too. Um, John Brown uh, wasn't a, is a rookie this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't, it's, I don't know. There's, it's, the names, it's the are, same, the, the names are the same, same, but everybody's had a year of growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, look what a year of growth did for the Panthers, fifteen oh, yeah. and one. Oh, after God, yeah. they were talking about firing Ron Rivera mid-season last year because they were like four and four. Yeah, it's, oh, that, no, it's no. crazy how, how how quickly the worm turns, so to speak. But you look at the uh, worm turns. The worm turns, man. <laughs> I don't even you know, know that, which yeah. one's the head. You know, you know which way the worm's turning. It's, it's crazy. You how, can't. You can't. How you much can't. my worm turns into something? It stiff. turns into well, a Valverde. Buy a soda after the game. <laughs> you know, you we you were talking about the the injuries to Carolina's secondary last week, and. You know, they were starting to be exploited, but not until the second half. This is an offense, more so than Seattle's offense, that can put pressure all over those weaknesses in the secondary there. So, 
well, Josh Norman's going to be locking up someone that's either, you know, and you said earlier that Fitzgerald's going to be lining up in the slot, so it's not going to be him, and he's probably not going to be going after John Brown. So the two guys that you can look for to have probably some big, big play opportunities in this one would be Fitzgerald and John Brown. Yeah, I mean, it's a guess. I mean, I can't. Josh Norman does not play the slot. No, he doesn't, period. I know know that. I'm guessing that he'll be on Floyd. That would be, I think, logical. The thing is, Josh Norman. you're getting burned by Brown, then you switch him over. Josh Norman also is not very fast. Yeah. He's a 4 5, 4 6 corner. But they're going to play zone anyways. But he's big. Yeah, they're going to play zone anyways. Floyd over Brown. I mean, the thing is, like, okay, in DFS. You know, Floyd might not be your best bet, but he'll have a lower ownership rate. Blah blah blah. And you know he's a guy. They will. They they vary formation. John Brown also plays the slot. Larry Fitzgerald's not always in the slot, but you know, two thirds of the time upwards, he's in the slot. Uh, you know, sometimes they even motion David Johnson out to the slot or Andre Ellington. They used him a little bit last yeah, week. Uh, so all these guys are going to be able to. They just mix and match formations, and the weapons are so good. As long as they can sort of protect Carson Palmer, which they struggled with a bit last week in terms of pressure in his face, th- this offense should be good. But they were able to get pressure against uh, Russell Wilson with just their front four last week. But then, you know, now you got Jared Allen with the fractured foot. So now you're down one situational pass rusher. Uh, you know, there's, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but yes, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it, an it, extra it, pass rusher is going to matter on a team a that difference. throws it 40 times a game. It makes a difference. I it does make a difference for sure, but it's also less mobile of a quarterback. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's he, you know where the guy's going to be. He is one of the you know statuesque quarterbacks in the league. But what is, he what makes is, so huge. What's his stat? In thirteen years, he has less rushing yards than Cam Newton had this year. God, that that, makes, that, that makes, actually that, does that, not yeah, surprise that me at all. Blow my mind. <laughs> but what he's so immobile. Oh uh, yeah. It, the last time I saw him run fast was one of the pregames where he was wearing the tutu with his shirt off. <laughs> but the guy... I, I think the, that Manning, Peyton Manning, has less rushing yards over his entire career than Martavis Bryant had last game. <laughs> <laughs> Which was 40. Uh, that's great. By um, the way, because this is popping in my head because we were, you were talking about like... Thinking about the, the statuesque guys running and I was thinking back to the OT conversation about the, the, yeah. the, the running with the coaches. How about let's go back... Let's turn it over the top. Why don't we have an arm wrestler oh, like to decide who who gets the? Uh, you know, you have to pick one guy from your side, one guy from their side. Who's your arm? James wrestler? Harrison. Soul. Well, you know who the Bears would be. And then, and, then, and, then, and then you become. And then all of a sudden, the fifty third man <laughs> on the roster becomes man. like the the uh, the world's uh, arm wrestling champion. Becomes the fifty third man on the roster. Just so that when we mm-hmm. if we get to that position, you're going out there going to win us the coin. That's why Tony Manager was taken second in the draft. There you go. They thought it was going to go to arm wrestling. Michigan State. Michigan guy. Yeah. Let's also remember. Hold on, before That's one cool. thing <laughs> with him with uh, with Palmer. Did you guys see when they were hugging each other at the end of the game last week? Him and uh, Aaron Rodgers. You see how much bigger he was than Aaron Rodgers. He's I mean, like six three or whatever. I mean, he's no a big, Aaron. Ro- no, I mean, Aaron no, Rodgers is bigger. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Carson Palmer's like six five, dude. He is fucking a giant. In this he's, picture, he's, he's fucking a giant. Yes, he is. <laughs> They're gonna have giant babies. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. This guy is a fucking tank. He's so tall. <laughs> Carson Palmer is much bigger girth wise than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, but uh, better lover too. From what I've heard from their wives and girlfriends. Let, let's talk about the matchup they played last season. 
the guys that Arizona was trotting out there on offense who were still able to, you know, score 16 points with Carolyn Williams, you know, carrying the rock and Marion Grice carrying the rock and Ryan Lindley passing for 82 yards and Drew Stanton and yeah. I don't even think he played in that game last year. I think he, he, also he, he got hurt right. They were down to their third string quarterback in that game. It was just played uh, out awful. So well, Look, you know, the weapons on this team were pretty awful last... I think even Michael Floyd was awful. Everybody was awful in that game, no matter how you slice it last year. Arizona's offense is much, much, much improved. Much, 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 much. Well, and also, here's the other thing that I look at for, for the benefit for Arizona, is that they got their crap game out of them last week. Now you have something, you know, all the things that you that a coach wants when you're leading up to the next game is what can I use as, as a material to get my team motivated and to get them their focus back, or whatever. Well, laying a, almost laying a shit burger and, and getting two Hail Marys thrown against you, that'll do it for you. I hope that that's what it is with Arizona because it might just be a psyche thing where they get to the playoffs and they, I don't know, Arizona, they just never get past a certain point or something. Carson Palmer just won his first playoff game ever. Yeah. And only three. Bruce, Bruce Arians, too. He, he barely won it. I mean, he barely had anything to do with it, to yeah. be quite honest. He won a playoff game before Cincinnati. That was also Bruce Arians' yeah. first playoff game. The thing is, Bruce Arians came out earlier this week and said, you know, I sort of played it safe. I'm not going to fucking play it safe this week. I'm going to let it fly. He has never done a single thing well, that he said this yeah. entire year. Well, the other yeah, thing, though, he, 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 said, he said, what I read was he said because he was throwing the ball and, and actually they should have run the ball a couple times to run the clock out in that game. Like, he's like, we were going for the win. I don't play it safe. No, right. he, he said he was playing it safe early with the play calling because he had never won a playoff game. Pete, or uh, Carson Palmer had never won a playoff game. They wanted their first win together, and they sort of bro-embraced. Well, I'll say this, though. The play that Larry Fitzgerald had, the 70-whatever-yard run in overtime, that was a play that they had been practicing for two years and had never run. Really? Two years, and he's like, it's going to work on this one. We're going to run this play. And that they is actually, no way. That it, is sick. That's awesome. Two <laughs> years. I love it. I love that Sitting shit. on the play for two cool. years. When that play happened, whatever Larry did there was just ungodly. It was, After it was, the catch, oh stiff-arming guys behind him that, he, that weren't even in the play? Godly. <laughs> 32-year-old there. That, that guy's approaching, not goat status. Rice will always have that, but no, wow, he, yeah, he is he, getting he's a top five. You know what he is? Five? See, we can't debate top five and ten wide receivers because... Well, we can't debate anything. Well, Arizona, he's got to win a championship. Here's the thing. He, he, was, he's win one he started in the pre-era of, of all this ridiculous passing and stuff that's going on now, but he was... You want to know what it is? Is that whenever you watch Fitzgerald when he's good... There's just it's just beautiful. beautiful. It's just it's a gorgeous receiver to watch play the game. <laughs> a rare, a rare thing. But as far as like, I don't know that he'd be he'd be maybe in my top ten. But at the same time, I just didn't see he had the, the amazing dominance, and then he just kind of drifted off for a while. The best receivers in the league go to him to learn know, more. No, no, I know he that. has a camp where even the best receivers. He's got to win a championship learn. to be in that very. I he's already he's already a Hall of Famer. Dan Marino will always be in the top five for me. Here's, always here's and my, for a lot of people. Is Randy will, Moss in the top five for you? There you go. No, yeah. I mean, he, well, Randy he, Moss he is, is, but Larry Fitzgerald is. is because you know. I don't like the way they cover their jugs all up with the feathers, you know, Reg. They ought to cut the costumes up a little higher on the thigh there so you can see more ass. You make me sick when you speak, Morris. 
This isn't art. It's a sex. This isn't art. I don't care about how he does it. It's about what the results are. And unfortunately, when I look at the results of Randy Moss's career compared to Larry Fitzgerald's career, I don't even see it. Randy well, Moss. He blows them out of the water stats-wise. Right. Across the that's, that, well, that's, Moss does. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's why Fitzgerald, for me, I love him as a player. And I'll tell you what. As an ambassador, as like the most complete wide receiver, he does good. it all. Yeah, and, and you know, and we'll 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 also be the guy who's the most undiva like wide receiver at the most diva position that there is in the game. Even when he was having those bad runs where he was like, I think he had four years in a row where he didn't even hit a thousand yards, which I think is he was what with his first six years or seven years he was the only guy ever to have seven and a thousand yards throughout through his first season. So even when he was having that those those lulls, he was still just a team first guy. Not, you didn't hear him complaining, "Get me the rock, get me the ball." So I agree, the, the way he does it is uh is, is all class, and yeah. for him. There's not a guy I'm rooting. I, I want to see Cam do something good, and if he, he won the Super Bowl, I'd be happy for him. And the, but there's no guy right now left in the four that I want to see went, hoist a crown than Larry. Larry yeah. Fitzgerald is one of the most likable players in any sport. Yeah. Like, like that's sure. what he's known for. And like Nielsen rankings, he's like one of the most pop. Like everybody universally likes him, yeah, and that's one of the hardest things to fucking do because half the people in the world hate Cam Newton. Yeah, half the people love him. You know, half the people hate LeBron, half the people love LeBron, you know. But Larry Fitzgerald's just universally liked. Dude, the, <laughs> the, the dude could be in a fucking circus with the shit that he does with that machine that throws balls at him. Yeah. The one-handed things that he does with that in a circus. I would watch that forever <laughs> with my kids. Wow. Your kids. We, we want to meet them. <laughs> I want to meet them. <laughs> I got tickets to the next uh, circus. They're the whole Dogmatica clan. I'll bring all of them. All right. <laughs> I don't know how many you got, but just t- just text me and I'll get the tickets for everyone. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, got anything else that we want to cover in this one? I mean, I, I I'm taking the Cardinals. I just believe that they're the most balanced and well-rounded team. Uh, I don't know who else is going to cover anybody besides Josh Norman. Uh, I mean, Seattle was able to exploit, you know, Kirk Coleman and, you know, Corlin Finnegan and whoever else they were throwing on the slot guys. They were just able to abuse them late in that game. I'm taking the Panthers. Um, I'm not going to take both road teams. We're going to go from the road winners to the home winners to the road winners. No, I think it's going to be a split this one. I got, I got, I'm taking the Patriots on the road. I think the Panthers at home here. I just don't trust Carson Palmer enough. He hasn't shown enough in any of his playoff games, even the win that he had, that he's that type of guy that just rises to the occasion, rises to the challenge, and takes his team to the next level. You know, we saw that from a guy, you know, we want to, we want to compare him to the guy that was in Arizona last time they went to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner after he was depressed about after all the crap and things that were going on when he was on the New York Giants and, and then coming and research, having the resurgence of his career just like Carson Palmer did. But he excelled in the postseason, and he did that also earlier in his career. You know, Carson Palmer, I just I worry that he just doesn't have the it factor that you need. And I want to tell you what, on the road, you're going to need to have that strong quarterback play because the Panthers' defense will get after you. I mean, when they're sacking Russell Wilson as many times as they were sacking him, was it four times or whatever? Yeah. You're going to get the statue. <laughs> I just don't think Carson Palmer has enough data in the playoffs to be labeled a bad playoff performer. I mean... 
besides this one year, like this season, he didn't play last year. And then with Cincinnati, he played one game. And then there was the time he was 26, he tore his ACL uh, on the second play of the goddamn game after throwing, what, a 66-yard bomb? Uh, and yeah. he tore his ACL on the same play? And yeah, they went on to lose without him. So he's lost one career playoff okay, game and one one. How about, I'm not going to count the, how the about, one how about passing the experience t- of Cam Newton, who has been to the playoffs now and has gone to the prefaces and has been there and has taken his game this year to another level. You know, from beyond what we saw earlier, we had seen him being the guy who had the 14 rushing touchdowns when he was a rookie and then seeing that number continually come down. And then what does he do this year? He says, okay, no Calvin Benjamin, you know, two years in a row, you're giving me no wide receiver or anything to do with. No more complaining. It's just the Cam show. And the Cam show is good. Well, the one thing we're not saying, and imagine if Cam was on the Cardinals. Uh, oh, <laughs> that would be that'd ridiculous. Be but is the David Johnson. I mean, we haven't really mentioned his name once where, you know, this guy's been the total difference maker. Hasn't had a, uh, didn't have a good game last week at all. But couldn't it just boil down to, you know, who has the better game, Stewart or or uh, Johnson? And that could be someone that can keep the running game going? Uh, I, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm actually taking Carolina is because, one, I, th- I think the number one factor in this, and it's the strangest thing to say because it has absolutely nothing to do with football, but it's the fate factor. I'm sorry, but it, it just seems like Carolina has that it thing that's going on right now. They just have the it factor, and... I mean to just—I mean, I'm sorry that yeah they they collapsed a little bit against Russell Wilson and and, and Seattle there, but I, I didn't really think Seattle was going to win even with that comeback uh, that they made there. They have this it factor. They, they, they were just—they were destroying Seattle, just, just destroying them. Mm-hmm. And then they sat back and they're like, oh, okay, we got this game one, and yeah, they came back a bit, but they didn't. The fact is, is that they have an it factor going on right now. I think the second factor is the fact that the running back is a rookie. Plain and simple. That's big. On that the is road. a big on thing. On the road. That's a Against big a thing defense. in a game like this. That's a big thing. The fact that he didn't perform all that well last week. He did okay, but not great. Uh, I think it just makes a difference going on the road and playing in a in a environment like Carolina at this point, which is pretty hostile. And I don't know if uh, I don't know if a rookie can stand up to that. Well, the fact that he didn't do it against Green Bay at home, a defense that. Is he more the, the most easily exploited defense of all the ones that were in the playoffs? They were a- third average defense. Right. Every other yeah, all these other defenses are elite defenses that are They're actually here. a tiny bit better than average, but about but not, average. but, but about nothing average. spectacular. Nothing yeah, spectacular. The you worst could, of all the defensive left. You could yeah, you sure. could have gashed that that defense, sure. and and he and did he not. No. So okay. I don't see him being able because also. The way that he does it is not through traditional running ways, right? It's, yeah, it's no. different ways that they have to get creative and get him the ball in space. There's not a lot of space to work with the linebackers in Carolina. True. That, that makes sense. Plus, Jonathan Stewart was just a monster. Last year's playoffs was a monster last week. Uh, against this team last year, 24 carries, 123 yards, and a touchdown. They just ran the offense through him. They don't want Cam Newton to be the guy to sling it all around. They want Cam Newton to be a guy who makes plays off of the run game. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how this team's going to function. And, yeah, we saw some high-flying plays with Ted Ginn that I don't believe will be there because I think he gets Patrick Peterson. He probably does get Patrick but, Peterson. you know, I, I don't trust any of the other receivers. So it's going to be Jonathan Stewart and Cam Newton versus... And you know, Greg Olson. And Greg Olson. I, what did he do against them last year? 
probably I don't know. But, but three three, three for twenty seven. Yeah, not three much, for twenty seven. But still. But but again, but that was also because you had Kelvin Benjamin who was still more of the main target at that point in time. Anyway, it's a different years a different it's a whole different situation. We can agree to that. I mean ah. here's the thing, Carolina's finding ways to win. Cam Newton yeah. ran eleven times for three yards last week, and they crushed Seattle. When are you ever going to see that? They find ways to win, well, and that's what they're going to do this week. They're going to find a way to win, whether it's defense, offense, Cam, Ginn, Stewart, Olsen, whatever it is, they're going to find a way to win. And here's the, uh, I'm on that Another, another, on another that thing with the Stewart point, too, where I'm on, is that here's a guy that always shows up biggest against tough defenses. This is a, he just, he's that hard runner. Seattle, he had the two touchdowns against him earlier in the season, and then he crushed him again this last week. No one does. He does not shy down from the bigger challenge. He has no. more of the, the problems when it's like, oh, you should easily be able to run, and then it's just... Tampa Bay. Right. Atlanta. Atlanta. (laughs) You motherfucker. Right. It's your division that you should be up for. Nice, guys. Well, uh, let's shut this party down. Nice little short one with the short games. I know everyone that's listening is fired up to watch these two games this uh, Sunday. It's going to be sweet. Uh, We'll pontificate on what happens in the results of that next week's podcast. Uh, we're pretty fired up. Do us a favor. Go and uh, write us a, a review on iTunes. Go do it. We've got two shows up there. Next week I'm going to be talking about what we're doing there. We're merging them together and there's some issues happening. Somehow we had two shows up on iTunes. But write us a review. But make sure you're doing it on the show that has 154 or 150 plus reviews. Do us a big favor. Give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us why you like us. You can talk shit if you want. Just get us get up there and give us some love. Check us out. Uh, subscribe to our show there. Check us out on Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. Twitter, we're always rocking it there. Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C. And uh, as always, guys... Uh, I think what this is probably our third show of 2016, and uh, we're about to be two episodes away from getting right back into giving you the strategy and the knowledge for next season. There's no rest for us. Maybe there's one week rest, but uh, we love you, and uh, we appreciate you guys sticking around with us even in the off season. Much love. And so the music tonight was Steely Dan. We opened with the Fez. We're going to close with one of my personal favorites, which has the greatest band introduction ever. Bodhisattva Live, let the let this guy just take it away. Testing. One, two, testing. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're glad you made it here tonight. Because you're gonna miss out. You can tell your friend tomorrow that they're going to miss out on a damn good thing we're going to give you tonight. Yeah. Right on. What we're going to give you tonight, it'll be down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. You can tell all your friends way over in the... Hell, hell, I don't care. You <laughs> tell them in, in over there once. <laughs> you can tell them they met. You can tell them tonight that Santa Monica had been definitely set on fire. And they met, and they met out on a damn good thing. 
the best thing ever happened to Santa Monica is gonna be here tonight. Yeah. And you can also, all you little old beardy, pretty, little pretty one, huh, if he ain't here tonight, huh, you can tell him forget it too, you know, because Mr. Whatever is here tonight. He gonna get down tonight, brother. He gonna get with it. He gonna give you something that Santa Monica that never had. If it good to you, it gotta be good for you. Right on. Yeah. And one thing I can tell you, brother, he is here tonight. Mr. Magnificent one is here. The beautiful one is here. <laughs> and your little old pretty one here too. You know, whatever. Here is the magnificent one. The one and only one. Mr. Stilly Danny, whatever. Whatever. <laughs>
Thank you very much. Thank you. What's the story on that dog? Uh, that's a dog that saved Charleston from the 1938 flood. Well, fuck him. Yeah.